So I don't know what this topic is going to be, but I'm excited because Father Derek right now is... He's rifling through his, his archives, cardboard box of thoughts and awesomeness. So you know this is going to be good. Stay tuned, ladies and gentlemen. So before we even start, I have to say that uh, we have some great news. Ooh, do I know this? I think you do. Okay, I'm, I'm excited to hear it again. It's amazing news. More amazing than you could ever imagine. Thank you building this up. I know. I'm going to be disappointed. Michaela Kahn's is going to University <laughs> of Illinois. Awesome. Congratulations, Michaela. You have chosen the better part. You have chosen amazingly. <laughs> when you have the grace and the blessing to be able to go to the best university oh in the land, you have to shout it out. Congratulations, Michaela Kahn's. You are an Illini. That's right. We hope it serves you as well as it served us. Yes. All right, we're going off the cuff. Whoa! Where did that term come from? We need to talk about <gasps> something. Is this is this what I think it is? This uh, podcast, I don't know what the title will be. Father Tim will figure it out. But I wrote uh, my thesis on theological significance of the maleness of Christ. Yeah, but before you do that, can you explain what it means that this was your thesis? Sure, yeah. So every um, student studying the for the license in systematic theology is expected to write a thesis of i think it was like 60 to 80 page paper on something it's legit so you're supposed to have like a question like uh, what is the a question that you're trying to answer and then yeah it's not necessarily you um giving what your opinion is like that's not the point you're not like writing a book to like add to the intellectual tradition. Like this is a new thing. idea and I'm giving it to the yeah, world. No, yeah, no, that's more for a doctorate. Yeah. But for a license, you, you try to, you, you take someone as your master, like a theological master. And I chose Thomas. Uh, and then- St. Thomas Aquinas. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So I, I think that's so impressive because I couldn't do that. You certainly could. You would have had to if the Cardinal didn't want me at Mary's seat. <laughs> yeah, so I came to Mary's seat instead of doing this. And I'm. it's really cool to, just the fact that you accomplished this. It's, it's awesome. Yeah, I mean, I, I too kind of look back at it at that time in awe of being able to complete complete it. But the goal of the paper was just to sort of understand what is masculinity? Why was Jesus masculine? Is masculinity important? And if it is important, how is it important? So uh, it was it was composed of three chapters. The first chapter was um, just studying the sexual difference. My conclusion of the first chapter was basically like, yes, men and women are are equal and important and um, have God given talents. However, they're different. Hmm. Yeah, they're equal, but they're different. A lot of people say that they'll hear equal, but they'll in their minds they think the same. 
the point of the first chapter was to identify how men and women are are different mm-hmm. and they're different just physically yeah um so biologically speaking the makeup of their brains how their brains are composed and how um men and women respond to their hormones the way that they respond to different things hormonally um, is different so it was basically just to conclude that there are biological differences between men and women therefore saying masculinity it it is important femininity important too but the gender difference is important yeah and so the the second chapter was about how some people say that masculinity is important we've identified that it was important but how is it important and so the second chapter was about how many people cite the fact that it's sociologically and this is all in the context of a theological question in regards to Jesus's maleness. Okay. Did it it even matter that Jesus was male? Mm -hmm. Um, In the second chapter, um, some theologians say that it did matter him being a male, but it mattered from a social standpoint, from having social significance. And so they say that God wanted to prove the point that a true man is not one who um, exercises power and control over people a true man does not alienate or dominate fellow men or or women like the first century jewish people had done Mm -hmm. instead jesus or god chose jesus to be male in order to overturn the honor structure and show that men true men lead by serving yeah and jesus very much shows us that oh yeah you see that in the gospels so we would say, yeah, that's very true, but is that it? And so that was sort of the question. Oh, do you stop there in terms of that is the reason why Jesus was male? Yeah. Oh, okay. And so you're saying, okay, no, it's way deeper than that. Yeah, right. Cool. So, all right. Yes, we would say, um, the conclusion of the second chapter would be, yeah, it has social significance, but it also has theological significance. And that was the basis of the third chapter. Why was Jesus male? And the conclusion of the third chapter, drawing a lot from Aquinas, was that Jesus was male to the extent that we see in that maleness God's fatherhood. And that was basically Jesus's mission. If you look at Jesus's mission from the standpoint of revealing the face of the Father, yeah, then his masculinity or his maleness is of utmost significance. Hmm. And we know that uh, our tradition holds that God revealed Himself as a Trinity of persons: Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. And we are saved because God is our loving Father who comes after us. Yeah, it's beautiful. Yeah. So there's an intense mystery to it all also. And it's not to the exclusion of women. I I just hope that people hear that and know that in their hearts. Oh, yeah, absolutely not. Oh, yeah, you see that in the Book of Wisdom. Yeah, Sophia. Yeah, absolutely. There are a lot of motherly traits of God. Mm -hmm. And so I think what we we want to also still uphold is that we can use these feminine language this feminine language for for god but when we're using the feminine language we have to recognize that we're using that in a different way than when we would call god father so what i mean by that is is having to make this distinction between an analogy and a metaphor yeah we call god father in an analogical way as an analog as an analogy and not a metaphor okay yeah 
uh, an analogy is a literary literary device that's used to convey a truth that begins in God and extends to creatures. So it's true in God first and then extends to creatures, while a metaphor begins in creatures and then extends to God. Okay. Christ's maleness actually has theological significance because he is father to all of us, citing Colossians chapter 1, that he is the firstborn of all creation. Mm-hmm. And since Jesus is father, then the analogy of Jesus marrying the church, actually it begins in God and then extends to creatures. Jesus is the groom of of the church, his bride. And so to be a man, Jesus, to be truly a man is to be a father and to be a husband. Does that make sense? Wow. Yeah, man, that's deep. The more you wade into it, the stickier it gets. So um, I guess the conclusion of the whole paper was just to recognize just the beauty of maleness in a way, because the church really doesn't have like a theology of maleness, Mm -hmm. but also to recognize the importance of fathers and what it means to be a man is basically to be a father, one who leads, guides, and protects um, his, his bride and his children. And the father understands his true identity is found in the male Christ in whom he takes as his model. So we're very blessed to have this awesome, you know, model in Jesus as men to follow, Um, not to use our power or strength in a way that demeans or belittles, but to glorify God and to, to use it in a way that is truly fatherly. I guess we could do another podcast on motherhood, seeing as how Mother's Day is coming up. Mother's Day! But, uh... Yeah, ha- yeah. Yeah, that'll have to be another podcast. Cool. Cool. Well done, man. So, the moral of the story, Father Derek is really smart, Jesus was a male, <laughs> and Mary Pseudowism is the best parish in the universe. Maybe we start with, we edit out the first one. <laughs> Mary C's Quarantined is a Mary C's of Wisdom dynamic original podcast.